You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. I'm Courtney and Allison. This is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files today. Allison, mm-hmm. it's gonna be about the Olympics. That's not an X File. Oh, but it is, Allison. Oh, really? Did you hear about the top secret games? Sports? No. Nope. That they're doing this year in the Korea? No, I... Oh, yeah. What? Hey, can I tell you my favorite top secret X-Files sport? Please do. Uh, it is when the athletes are forced to go into a workplace and their boss asks them, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that is it. Now, that's a tricky one to land. Yeah, because you get it's a technical score. There's a psychological score. Uh-huh. And it's just like how you how you feel afterwards. <laughs> Do you feel real shitty? Now, you really got to thread the needle on that one because you can't say exactly what, you know, you can't answer that honestly. You can't, like, cry, which is how I feel every time someone asks me that question. And you can't just pull a madman and be like, not great, Bob. <laughs> You can't shit. Suck my fucking dick, Bob. I quit. You can't say that. <laughs> so it's really difficult. You know, it takes a lot of, uh, it takes a very specific facade to answer that question without really incurring a lot of uh, uh, point, point, yeah. mi- minuses when they take away the points. The Kazakhstani, how you doing team? Mm-hmm. They're doing very well this Oh, they're doing well. Well, I, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's how good they did. Yeah, how good. That's we how have good. no idea how they're actually feeling. There was a lot of finger guns in their technique, mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. right back at you. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciated that, Teak. I actually took notes. Mm. What, what's your favorite uh, My secret? favorite secret uh, X-File Olympic is when, uh, you know, when the uh, co-worker that the um, the Olympian kind of likes, but yeah. doesn't really, you know, have that many that much feeling about, uh, ask them for a, a collegiate, like, uh, drink after work. And they have to come up with the appropriate excuse that won't make their coworker feel bad, but also gets them straight out of that situation. <laughs> I love how many people thought the next kind of session of sporting events in the Olympics was maybe going to be like esports. It was going to get yeah, like really digital or really extreme. But really, we just jumped right into the anxiety sports. Yeah, yeah, the A sports. <laughs> Allison, did you have a lot of anxiety when you watched this, the episode of The X-Files called Kitten? I actually, um, you know, I did have a little anxiety about how they were going to handle some of the Vietnam War stuff, but... Oh, yes. I, uh, actually, by the end of the episode, I did not have anxiety. Wow. Yeah. Wait, you didn't have any anxiety? Okay, well, no, I mean, obviously, (laughs) I was still racked with anxiety about the other things in my life. You were net Um, zero, though. Yes, but about this particular episode, I felt positively. Good. Hey, why don't we read that uh, description and we'll get started. Okay. Season 11, episode 6, Kitten. Skinner goes AWOL when his past comes back to haunt him. As Mulder and Scully try to track him down, their growing mistrust of him reaches its apex. Ooh, that sounds a little sexual. Mm-hmm. But is it? No. It's climactic. <gasps> it is climactic because this is the last episode. Before the break. Before the break. Yeah. So it's kind of climactic. And I was, you know, I've, I, this is actually, of all the episodes, is the one I've been looking forward to the most. That's true. Of, like, every episode of The X-Files ever. Yeah, because it's the one about Skinner. It's about his time in Nam, And it just, you know, I think it delivered on the things that I was hoping it would bring me. What? Yeah. It delivered? It delivered. Like a hot and ready pizza? Yeah. Right in your face. (laughs) Mm. Just cheese. Hot cheese all over my nose. Oh, God. Just greasy. Yeah, just make out with that pizza. Why not? Lube your life. Oh, yeah. That pizza's gonna lube our lives. This episode, is it gonna lube our life? Maybe. Uh, I think, you know, Kitten kind of lubed mine a little bit. Wow. You know who? Meow. You know who lubed my life? Who? Haley Joel Osment. Oh my God. Can we talk about Haley Joel? The first, this first scene, uh, there were some issues with some of the stuff. I won't bring it up. The very first shot with Haley Joel Osment peeing himself in the, in the copter was 
Really, really, really good. Yeah, it um, was. The Also, the exchange of, hey, uh, kitten, how you doing? Uh, not very well. Scared as hell. It's very good. <laughs> so just to set the ground for you of kind of where and when we are. Uh, so according to the Chiron on the screen, this is Quezon in 1969. Nice. So this was after the Battle of Quezon, which was uh, 77 days long. It was one of the longest and bloodiest battles of the Vietnam War, and it happened during the Tet Offensive. Yeah, okay. And a lot ask. of people actually thought that the Battle of Quezon was started to draw attention away from uh, where the Tet Offensive kind of was going to be happening. Oh, okay. Like a decoy? Yeah, it was kind of like a decoy. Was it within villages? With the, was Like, was it... Yeah, I mean, Quezon is a village. Okay, okay. Um, So this is after that battle. But uh, we see uh, Skinner and Kitten, who are in the the helicopter, Mm -hmm. and they have this uh, box, and their uh, commanding officer is telling them to protect this box with their whole life. And the box is labeled MK Naomi. Aw, Naomi's in there. (laughs) Now, did you know MK Naomi was a real thing? What? Yeah. (gasps) A lot of what they said in the episode is accurate. It was the successor to MK Ultra. What? And it was based around the idea of mind control. What? And it was uh, dissolved in 1969 by Richard Nixon. Nice. But. What? Yeah. Did you know, Did you look this up? Did I you did. I it? actually paused the episode quite a few times to do some research just because I wanted to make sure I was on my shit. This is why you got so horny for this, this is, one, I got right? horny for this episode. Cause, and it's like, it's, it's weird. It, there's actually two really interesting things about this episode that kind of combine to make me like it a lot. And I'll get to the second one later. Um, but yeah, this is my shit. So MK Ultra was the mind control thing in the 50s? Well, MK Ultra was a lot of different things. Was a lot of different things. Um, right. MK Naomi was focused, focused specifically on mind control in battle and trying to use, um, yes. Yeah, trying to use different chemical weapons to Whoa. get the advantage. So just a lot of LSD, right? Yes. Okay. A yeah, lot LSD, LSD and a couple other drugs. <laughs> uh, so these guys have this MK Naomi crate, and they bring it into this village uh, house. That Al- Allison, this changes my entire outlook on this whole episode. Really? Knowing that it was real. Because I was going to give it shit to, like, why are we attributing war atrocities to, like, spooky shit? Oh, no. I'm going to get on that grind oh, later this okay. episode. <laughs> um, that's, like, I've got a whole thing about that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. This MK Naomi, at least, was a real thing that existed. Whether it is related in any way, in any capacity to what we see on screen, it could be highly debated. Yeah. So they go, um, they're under fire, so they find a little hut, a little house, and they go in, and there's people in there, and um, Skinner sees a friend. Yeah, I think it's uh, probably an Arvin guy. Arvin guy? Sure. Which is the South Vietnamese army. Oh, oh, oh. So he, so Skinner's like, I have to go help this guy, and Kitten is left, and someone is shooting holes in yeah, the kitten. Yeah, um, they are just drilling this house, and uh, the MK Naomi box gets shot all full of holes, and this spooky yellow-green smoke starts to come out of it. Can I say, mm-hmm. very good smoke work in the color. Yeah. The color is very good. It was really cool, mm-hmm. and it was like, I mean... I'm going out on a limb here, and I think, honestly, over the course of this episode, I'm going to attribute a lot to the director and writer of this episode that they maybe didn't necessarily think of. Yeah. But what struck me as really cool about this is it reminded me of the smoke flares that they used in Vietnam to mark landing places, yes. which were red or red. blue or yellow. Or... Yeah. So it kind of harkened back to that, which I thought was really interesting. Whether they meant to do that, I don't know. <laughs> it's the <laughs> X-Files, so... <laughs> but my my big problem with this one was... I don't know. Uh, Skinner, he he went into the Marines when he was 18. Mm-hmm. He's very, very well trained. He's loyal. And I know he's loyal, so mm-hmm. he feels ownership. He said ownership over Kitten and keeping this kid safe. Um, but, man, if you see that, like, chartreuse gas coming out and you hear people screaming, I don't know if I'd go in there without, a like, a mask or something, at least. I did? believe I believe Skinner would have gone in. Yeah? yeah. Okay. 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 Um, maybe I'm just a little scaredy cat. Maybe. Well, you know what? Actually, I was thinking about this, Courtney, uh, and I think if you and I were in Nam together, <laughs> I really don't think I I don't think I could believe you'd have my back. <laughs> my dude, I wouldn't. No. Well, no. But do you know why I think that? Why? Uh, because of that one time that we were doing a quiz night, and you knew one of the answers was Dr. Dre. And you did not say anything so that later Allison. you could say that I forgot about Dre. You bring this up now? And if you would do that to me, my good bitch, then I don't think you would have my back in Nam. Allison, you bring this up now in front of the children. <laughs> okay, let's clear the air. 
The answer wasn't Dr. But J. But you thought it could have been. <laughs> and you didn't say anything. You had Dr. Dre in your mind and you didn't say anything. Because, bud, you forgot about Dre, though. God damn it. But you didn't, and that's the point. You know what? In this partnership, Allison, as long as one of us remembers Dre, we're good. Okay, that's, okay? that's fair. One that's of fine. us has have Dre on the mind at all times. Would you? I, I like, I think I would draft Dodge. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I got them bone spurs, my friend. Bye. Oh, yeah, we got enough wrong with us, right? <laughs> yeah. I got flat feet. Did that get you out of non then? I don't know. Flat feet? Yeah. I don't think so. I got Donald Ducks going by, on. by the end, they were taking any takers, so. Cut off your finger? Cut off your pointy finger? Yeah, just hike, hike up to Canada. My dad, um, I've been told. Now, I don't know if this is a drunk story, dad story, or an actual story, mm-hmm. that him and his roommate uh, used to take up um, draft dodgers in bathtubs. Really? Over the border. How? I think it was probably not him because my, my dad probably wouldn't involve himself in stuff like that. It was probably his cool roommate <laughs> who my mom dated at the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> There's actually a really good book called Heck No, We Won't Go, and yeah. it profiles the lives of a few different draft dodgers who came up to Canada and the contributions that they went on to make to the communities they had moved to. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Is it weird when you think that your parents were part of, like, historic events? I Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My dad stood on this corner with a gun uh, during the October crisis in Montreal. Yeah, they were just, in Woodstock, the little cadets, they're like, we need bodies, we need you on the street, so you just, and I found this out, like, a couple months ago. That's, that is a lot. Is that nuts? Yeah, that is. Like, fucking War Measures Act in Canada, there's my dad with a gun he's never used before. (laughs) I think my dad was just in college smoking a lot of weed, so... (laughs) My dad was too straight-laced. I also <laughs> found out, like, recently my grandpa, I knew he was part of the invasion of D-Day, but they gave him a bicycle. What? <laughs> Explain, please. Well, they thought, like, during the invasion, you're going to have to go far, so here's here, take a bicycle uh-huh. with you. So him and the Highlanders had a bunch of bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My great. my great-grandpa was uh, part of World War II, but he flew uh, supply planes up and down the west coast of Canada. That's cool, dude. So I love that your family is just, like, deep in the shit, <laughs> and my family's just like, nah. Your, your family pee chill. Yeah, we're yeah. just like, nah, 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 nah. We'll stick it out over here where the weed is. <laughs> my family, my grandpa from... Uh, did the most shrum thing p- possible is uh, he had his bicycle in hand and the, the doors fell down uh, on the beach of D-Day and he got shot inside the boat. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry he... for laughing. <laughs> That's very good, no, actually. Because we always used to make fun of him to say he never actually was in D-Day. <laughs> never, never touched the beach. Oh my God. But you know what? Lucky as shit. Yeah. Lucky as shit, my dude, with his bicycle. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Okay, so um, Skinner comes back into this house, and uh, Kitten has just uh, really lost it, and he has shot all of the civilians in this house. He stabbed. It was like he had a knife. Yeah. and um, some personal, my dude. So he is saying that there are monsters here, and then uh, as Skinner inhales his gas, we see Kitten come towards him with this weird uh, animal skeleton face. It was very, um, what's that cryptid? Winnedago? Winnedago? Winnebago? Winnebago. <laughs> right? Win a bagel? Win a When you win a bagel. Uh-huh. Yeah, it looked exactly like that. <laughs> Go up to Sully's, get yourself a schmear. <laughs> Congratulations. Then back, back, back to Nam for a tour. <laughs> it's a monster. <laughs> okay, this is when we got the do 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 do. Yeah, and we have a new uh, slogan. And oh, it I says, didn't notice. A war is never over. <gasps> Which I think is pretty fitting for this episode. I don't have any beef with that. No, no beef. No beef. Uh, I think it's a pretty big theme among uh, Vietnam War vets that the war really never ended for them. And so. just war in general. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and then we have to fucking look at Mulder and Scully again. And I'm just like, oh, Christ. And they tease us with a with a bald man's head. <laughs> but it's a different but bald man. a different man. bald man. Just as sassy. Mm-hmm. May I say... Another silver fox. Yes. What is with the FBI? They have a type. Directors, they do. <laughs> it's like they clone these guys. I could not believe how Mulder and Scully in this scene 
just seemed like, how do they even have jobs? Like, how are they, how have they been hired to work at the FBI? Because this guy's like, Skinner's gone AWOL and we don't know where he is. And Scully says, well, have you checked his apartment? <laughs> Scully, how the fuck did you get a job at the FBI? Are you kidding me? Have you looked everywhere? Have you looked under the couch cushions? I mean, she has a good point because when they go to his apartment, they do find an ear. But still... Woof. Maybe the FBI is just very bad. <laughs> the whole thing's just bad. Maybe. <laughs> just no. everyone there is just real bad. I trust these silver foxes. Okay, okay, totally. okay. This is also revealed, and we're going to talk about it later, that uh, this new director of directors, I don't know his name. Kirsch. Kirsch. Uh, like the booze? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Sherry. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, that he said that basically Skinner isn't where he is sitting right now because of these two yahoos. Yeah, that's the their kind of theme throughout the episode is that they are the reason, they're led to believe they are the reason that Skinner never advanced through the ranks of the FBI. And they don't, like, Skinner and Mulder don't feel bad about this. No, they're just like, well, might have. <laughs> I mean, true. Maybe so. <laughs> what of it? <laughs> so they go to Skinner's apartment and the first thing that I notice is that something's wrong here. I think I know it's the same thing. <laughs> there is not a single big lamp. There's not a single big lamp to be seen. They're all skinny lamps. So it's not even like Skinner's house, really. No. <laughs> also, his middle name is Sergey. Interesting. Which is the hottest, most powerful name <laughs> that he could possibly have, in my opinion. It's like your fan fiction. I want him to just pick me up. And carry me off. Just whatever. I don't care what he does after that. I just want him to pick me up. You want Skinner to put you in a baby Bjorn. (laughs) Yeah, just carry me around. (laughs) No sex stuff. Just the baby Bjorn stuff. (laughs) Oh, Allison, your little dangly legs out there. (laughs) Like fucking three feet off the ground. Oh my god. Because you're being carried by this like eight foot monster of a man. Such a big hunk. (laughs) Oh my god. Can our next logo be an artist with Skinner with two baby Bjorns and just <laughs> little Courtney and little Allison hanging, hanging out? out. <laughs> yes. Please. Dunzo. Hey, if you're an artist and you want to draw that, email us. We can pay you or something, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so they find a, a letter addressed oh, to Skin Man. Sorry, there's another thing. Yes. I want to confirm. Mulder and Skinner broke up. Yeah. Because Mulder does not have a key to his apartment Exactly. Anymore. But I don't know. You're right. I don't know if this is Skinner's real apartment because of the lack of lamps. Mm-hmm. The big ones. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. There's a lot that's fishy going on here <laughs> vis-a-vis our myth art. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Was Skinner married? Yeah. A long time ago. Is he not married anymore? Yeah, remember? No. He got a divorce, but he hadn't signed the papers. That was a whole episode about it. That's where we found out about his love for big lamps. I didn't know that. You did know that. I thought he was still married. No, you did know that. (laughs) Don't tell me what I know and what I don't know. I was was bedazzled by the big lamps. Okay. Well, uh, so Sergey, he has a letter addressed to him, and inside is a desiccated ear. Mmm. Now, Allison, is this like, it, it, it comes up later with a kitten having a, a, an ear necklace. Yes. Is this an actual thing? Yes. Was and I, Yeah. That, so the, what, um, what this is a reference to is um, a group called the Tiger Force. Oh. Which was a real uh, battalion uh, in Vietnam. And they, uh, they were what was called Recondos. Um, which is a combination of reconnaissance and commando. Okay. So this group was started by David Hackworth, who was the inspiration for Lieutenant Colonel Bill Kilgore in uh, Apocalypse oh, Now. Okay. I was I was gonna thought I thought you were gonna say like Rambo. Yeah. So he created this group, and basically the idea was uh, that they were tr- going to try to out guerrilla the guerrillas. This was the birth of American counterinsurgency tactics. Damn, dude. Yeah. What were they called? The White Tigers? The Tiger Force. Oh, Tiger Force. So, it, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but I think Kitten could almost be like... Well, he's got... Oh! Yeah, like he has the Kitten tattoo. I think there it's a reference, but I don't know for sure, not knowing how in-depth the writer got into his research. Um, but so, the Tiger Force was encouraged to kill. Okay. They were encouraged to kill oh, as shit. much as they could. You know what? I know this from, there's a comic book by the guy who wrote The Goon mm-hmm. called Big Man Plans. Mm. 
And I believe the main character is Tiger Force. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I have it upstairs. Um, it's very, so... it's very gory. <laughs> it's very gory. So after um, Hackworth, or Hack as he was known, was promoted out of Vietnam, um, this group went on to commit a ridiculous amount of atrocities. Uh, they killed hundreds of non-combatants. They tortured. They scalped them. They collected ears and wore them as necklaces. And um, it was determined that war crimes took place, but no one was prosecuted. Now, do you think, I mean, I don't want to get into the psychology of, of, of them, but do you think it was just this, like, propaganda fever that just was installed in these guys? Absolutely. Yeah. They were encouraged to kill. Gosh. Oh, that's gross. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Good. Interesting. Yeah. Because Kitten had that tattoo that looked kind of vaguely like a tiger. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's supposed to be a reference to that. It certainly seems like it. I think the necklace of ears is really um, iconic and people recognize it. Yeah. But I think they don't necessarily know that it's referring to a specific group that did do that. Are we giving credit to the X-Files to, to like they did their research? I think this writer might have. His name is Gabe Rotter. Yeah. Uh, and this is actually, one, I think, one of the first things that he's written. Interesting. And I think he did a phenomenal job. Whoa. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. We go to, what's the muck, muck, muck? No, it's, it's Mudlick. They go to a town in Kentucky called Mudlick. Did this make you think of anything? Yeah. Tossing salad. <laughs> Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tossing all that salad. Mm. The nice uh, brown balsamic vinaigrette. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe find a corn kernel up in there. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you, um, when I was like, I don't know, teenager, and like, you had sex references like the Cleveland steamer and yeah, tossing yeah, salad. Yeah. And you're like, you're laughing like you know what it is. And you absolutely do You have absolutely know. no idea. Tossing salad was one of those. So should we describe to our listeners just in case they're in that same situation now? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, when you make a vegetarian meal mm-hmm. in your partner's um, crack. Uh-huh. And uh, then you just go nuts. Just get to munching. Then you get... Well, or, you know, mm-hmm. just pulverizing some... Mm-hmm. Making a little lettuce smoothie. Le- <laughs> oh, oh, white balsamic. Oh, no. Is that a thing? I don't want it to it's be a thing. gum. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was just more disturbed that there was white balsamic. Yeah, that's a thing. Is it? Yeah, it's a, it's a legit yeah. dressing. Jizz. Yeah, it's jizz. Jizz. Jizz when someone jizzes in your salad. They're like, white balsamic. You like? And you're like, I do not like. (laughs) No likey. This is not, this is not to have nearly the acidity I was expecting. Uh, that's probably a yeast infection waiting to happen, huh? Oh, Oh, absolutely. Vinegar? I don't know. That's acidic, so maybe that will, hmm. Maybe you're cool. I don't know. Hey, did you make a, have you made a salad in your ass? Message us. Have you space cadets made a salad in your or your partner or uh, your your uh, a, a consenting adult a consenting ass. adult ass? And Have you? Um, what was that like? Did anyone get a yeast infection as a result? And did both parties find it enjoyable? <laughs> Message us. Let us know. Double X Files Podcast at gmail dot com. I'm never going to be eating a salad again. <laughs> nice. I never eat them anyways. <laughs> they hurt my butt. They do. <laughs> okay, so mudlick. This is the second thing that I got excited about. Why? Uh, for being totally my shit. Um, because <laughs> it, in Kentucky, there's a trestle called the Pope Lick. Yes. Oh. 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 You're on that goat man, Steve. Yeah. Hells yeah, that goat man. So the Pope Lick trestle is the home of goat man. Um, or the Pope Lick monster is he's known and people tend to see him around this trestle. But what I loved about this, Courtney... What? what I loved about this mm-hmm. was that it was a reference to a semi-well-known cryptid. Yes. But it wasn't like, it was just an homage. It wasn't like pushing it on you. It was It was spooky, but not too spooky. Because there's a creepy a creepy creature in the woods with an animal oh, skull. And what if that's the... horn? But they never and... really, they never talk about it. They never mention it. They never call it out. And usually in the X-Files, when they do that kind of thing, it irritates the hell out of me. Because Mulder brings out his book and is like, this is exactly what it is. But this I loved. Mulder never 
Mulder never thinks anything spooky is going on. No. He just wants to find Skinner. Yes. This is why we like this episode, yes. maybe. Yes. I think that is a big part of it. Because he doesn't say, oh, Scully, this is what it is. And yeah. And it was that. They don't say that. Because there's nothing supernatural going on. No. Like, no one ever acknowledges this weird animal creature costume that this character has. Yeah. One of the other things I liked that was kind of hit on but not ever talked about or solved was the teeth thing. Yes. I really like... So they go talk to the the best cop? Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to say the best cop. Oh. Yeah? I'm going to say maybe the best I'm cop. Gonna, two things killed me about this actor. Yeah? His accent uh-huh. and his acting. I just think he was giving real shitty lines. There is a, I don't think so. Really? I think he just I think he just fell flat. I think And his accent Courtney. I know. Buddy. It was so bad. I know, I know, I know, I know. But he was a cop. He delivered every line like a dead fish was falling out of his mouth. But so does David DeCovey. Yes, I know. And I have a problem with that too. And like that's the thing, Courtney. That's the thing about having like a heavy hitter like Haley Joel Osment in this episode. Haley yeah, Joel Osment nailed every line, he nailed every really look, he nailed every part of it. And having him up against this shit cop and David Duchovny was like, oh boy, the Mudlick crew. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Anyway, they talking to the shit cop, mm-hmm. and the shit cop says, "Uh, yeah, blah blah blah, the, the Vietnam, and also." teeth have been falling out yeah he says also that there's a hospital called glazebrook that is Mm. run by the government um it's not clear if it's a va hospital yeah i I don't know if it matters to our lord goat man blessed be his name that we never set foot into that hospital and we didn't and thank god we didn't because that's when it would have gotten real bad allison yes it would have gotten very bad we didn't have to go to a hospital (laughs) A hopsital, excuse me. Oh my gosh. I I know, I don't usually misspeak like that. Um, (laughs) We're going to get so many emails now. (laughs) What's a hospital? What's a hospital? I can't even say it right. (laughs) Uh, So Glazebrook is a place where a lot of Vietnam vets were put, I guess, after the war because they had trouble adjusting, I is what PTSD, I'm getting. Yeah, and then, but really it's a secret government facility to experiment on people. Uh-huh. So... Uh, they're given some information about a cop, and so Mulder and Scully are kind of looking for some more Vietnam vets who may know Skinner and Skinner might be in contact with. This is when we get best background boy, a little black dog. Yes. He's very good. Little, it's not my best background boy. I've got <gasps> a better one. Well, Two, this, actually. What? Mm-hmm. Well, this dog's mine. Okay, that's He's fine. We don't good. have to have the same background boy. God. This is it. <laughs> We're breaking We're up. We're breaking up. <laughs> We're going to take a two-week break. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Ross and Rachel style. <laughs> oh, we're on a break. <laughs> I get to be Ross. No, I don't want to be Ross. <laughs> He's worse. This is like fucking Sophie's choice. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> you can be Joey. I'll be Phoebe. Oh, uh, yeah. I like that better. Nice. <laughs> nice. How you doing? That's what he said. Yeah. The Joey. The Joey. How you how you doing? And then the Phoebe, she says, smelly cat. It's yep. a song she sings. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so there is a hunter in this woods. Yes, with a dog. And tragic sideburns. <gasps> I noticed those sideburns, too. Are you kidding me? Okay. They were just squared right they off. They were square. I just think they were fake. They were so bad. I think someone <laughs> cut up, up a lambskin rug from Ikea and attached that to the end of his beard and the end of his face. Just looking at this guy is like, that is tragic. Makeup. I can't. I just. <laughs> they did us a blessing, Allison, yeah. by putting him in a pit <laughs> so he wouldn't have to look at those sideburns anymore. Yeah. They just stuck right out from his face. Yep. You some crepe wool or something, my friends. <laughs> yeah, go to a, Hollywood North and get your fill. You don't need a fucking like rug on your side of your <laughs> Is it that they needed to needed him to look more folksy? I think so. Yeah, they're like, this guy's gotta look like he lives in the woods. So let's square off his sideburns. What? That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, Elvis. Okay. <laughs> that was actually one of the most offensive things I saw in this episode. <laughs> yeah. So he falls in a pit, and He's we're dead. like, yay! Yay! <laughs> um, and uh, 
Mulder and Scully, so the, the shit cop describes this trap that he fell into Mulder and Scully. And uh, Mulder describes this trap as insidious. Which mm. I thought was a really interesting word choice considering um, that the traps that are being built are the same kind that were built by the Viet Cong in uh, Nam. So are they ma- are they making commentary? It, to me, it felt like a commentary. It felt like a str- well, maybe not intentional, but it felt like a strange word to put in. The traps are insidious, as if what the the Northern Vietnamese Army did was insidious, but but not what the American commandos did. Mm. I don't know. I, I think I know. thought it was interesting. Okay. <laughs> Opinions. Opinions. Uh. Oh, uh, so they see a deer cam. Yes. Or as I like to call them, the squash cams. That's what you do when you go squatching. <laughs> oh, squash cams. Yeah, those terrify me, hey? Yeah. So there are cameras that uh, are motion activated that you put them on the trees. And then, like, you look at it and suddenly there's, like, a Blair Witch there or something. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Mm-hmm. And so they bring it into the uh, cop. And the cop looks. He looks at, like, two frames, and he's like, okay, there's the guy who died, and there's a bald man. Got it. <laughs> the bald man did the crime. Got it. The dog did the crime? No, the bald man did the crime. Yeah. So he puts out a, a an all-points bulletin to and find then, this bald man. Uh, Mulder's like, that's my boss, and he didn't do anything. He says, no, Scully says, this murder was sloppy, which is real stupid. <laughs> Sorry, he's so sloppy. <laughs> Skinner is a clean killer. Yeah, you know how he killed that sex worker what long time ago? <laughs> I had forgotten about that. Did he? I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> Did he kill a sex worker? I don't know, I don't but it wasn't that sloppy. No. This one, real sloppy, super sloppy, just like a Joe. This is when we get. There, there recognizes that the people who are dying all have are all losing teeth. Yeah, are all losing teeth. Well, the whole like town is losing. Yeah, teeth, but all have these Vietnam names. Yeah, they all have nicknames. Is that was that a, like a thing? Yeah, like, lots of people had nicknames. Cool. I wanted a nickname. Yeah, I want a Vietnam nickname. Okay. Um. But, like, there's so many people that you would have to, like, really stand out. Because you can't be, like, specs. Because, like, a lot, bunch of guys are going to have glasses, yeah. right? Hmm. Well, you would be flats. Cause I'd you, be flats? You didn't get to go on account of your flat feet. <laughs> Done. I like it. <laughs> okay, flats. <laughs> would you be? Oh, I don't know. Probably ginge or something like that. Ginge? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm used to it. Um, okay, so we go back. Yes. Again, to Young Skinner. And I want to take just a two seconds to talk about how much of a snack Young Skinner is. Okay, we had this conversation before we watched this episode. Mm-hmm. Twink or twunk? Mmm. Twink or twunk? Oh, that is such a good... I think twunk. I think twunk, too. I think twunk, for sure. I yeah. think twunk, for sure. Damn, though. Damn. Damn. There's just something about those 1970s, like, thick Buddy Holly glasses yeah. on a twunk. The, like, photos of him and Kitten just... Mm, I just want to eat it all up. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Holly glasses on a twunk Damn. is my aesthetic. Sorry for being gay and horny, but my <laughs> God... My God. My God. Buddy Holly glasses. <gasps> okay. Tone it down, Allison. <laughs> Tone down your gay. So Haley Joel Osment is very good. He is playing uh, a character and that character's son, and I love that. Personally, I think oh, it's wonderful. Oh, we gotta talk about that. Um, and uh, so in this scene, anyways, uh, Haley Joel Osment, or Kitten, is sitting there with his ear necklace, talking about how he slaughtered some... Uh, non-combatants, and we're like, oof, that's not great. Uh, and then a kid walks in to the clearing, um, and he is wearing, a, like, a sash of grenades. Yeah. And this actually, we actually heard about this in one breath. Mulder, um, d- Skinner, really? Skinner describes this event to Mulder. Did you remember it? Uh, no, I, in my reading, I Oh, okay, okay. I, I was gonna be really impressed yeah, with you. Yeah, so would I. shit. Um, well, and also a lot of people were finding that as grounds for complaint about this episode. They were saying, well, we already knew this happened, and it's like, my, my dude. Oh, really? Just because you already knew something happened doesn't mean you don't get more out of actually, like, I think there's so much, you get so much more out of this episode than you... Could have ever gotten just from hearing Skinner tell Mulder that. Because we see this kid walk into the clearing and we see Skinner 
see him and the kid is just about to pull the pin on one of the grenades and Skinner shoots him through the head. Yeah. And then the acting on young Skinner as he realizes what he's done is really great. Yeah, it's really good. This this showing and not telling it's working for you x-files it, it got me shook a little it yeah this episode got me shook for real right because we're just used to people i don't know maybe x-files fans are being used to just explained yeah and seeing things is and acting to them. <laughs> like Haley joel osmond acting and and twunk skinner acting and skinner oh my god oh when he Mitch. looked at the fucking uh photo books mm-hmm. damn dude mitch was working it hard i had tears in my eyes yeah i did okay so i got maybe, verklempt so maybe x-files fans aren't used to it and that's maybe why they're not like maybe i saw a lot of people that didn't like this episode and maybe i say what the fuck because Mulder and scully weren't kissing <laughs> <laughs> or william wasn't like in the corner eating tide pods or something <laughs> He, he, he would, would he would will he would. other like girlfriends to eat time. That's probably how that whole thing got started. <laughs> William started the YouTube sensation Tide Pods. He's like, "Hey girl, why don't you eat this Tide Pod? It'll be hilarious." And she's like, "Anything for you, William Jackson." Hey Logan Paul, why don't you go to like Japan? God no, right? Yeah, he's behind every every, every insidious thing, shitty YouTube thing. Is <laughs> William's fault? Is William's fault? Definitely. All the time. That's an X-File. I can see... Okay. <laughs> I can see if you're not... I'm trying to trying to, trying to play with the fact that yeah. me, people maybe didn't like this as the ending, the bookend to the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. They maybe wanted the last episode to be the ending. The search for William. Yeah. But I don't know if Skinner has had this... They've been questioning Skinner and his alliance for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of nice to kind of have a nice ending where yeah. everyone's together. And they and have each a- other's backs. Um, so this, man, what you were talking about before, mm-hmm. uh, about like, if if the reason that people are doing things to each other is supernatural, yeah. then what what does that give us? And that that's why I like this episode, because it really gave me something to chew on mm-hmm. in that vein, because it made me realize that the entire thesis of the X-Files is flawed and disingenuous. I mean, it is. yes, that's why we have a podcast, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> but it really, really, this really pulled it into focus for me because it's like, okay, they're saying that, that this Tiger Force-esque group, that the terrible things that they did in Vietnam, they did because of this government gas. Yeah. Um, and I just, it just makes me think like, you're just saying that, that we don't have to face the terrible things that we did because the answer was supernatural. Which is shitty. And I don't, like, I don't think that helps the people that went through it. And no. I don't think it helps us avoid it in the future. And I just think, like, that's the whole X-Files thing. They take these events that really happened and they, you know, create this supernatural injection of, like, why and how they happened. And it it really, I mean, isn't the actual truth of it more interesting and more powerful? No, because it's not spooky enough. I know, but I... <laughs> Like, I think it's a million times more impactful to have a person do something terrible, not because of a supernatural reason, but just because they just, that just happened. You know what would have been really cool? Yeah. If we see Skinner's point of view after seeing the gas, after seeing the, um, like the, uh, MK Naomi, mm-hmm. if Skinner actually says, you know, your, your dad, this other guy, Kitten, he actually was never infected by gas. Yeah. And he actually just did those things. Like, because everything that everything that Davy, his son, does in the episode is not because of a government gas that convinced him to kill, as far yeah. as we know. And that's the thing. It's like the truth of the matter of the real Tiger Force is so much more impactful because these are people who were convinced by their superiors to kill and it didn't take a magic gas to do it. No. They did it and they have to live for the rest of their lives with the things that they did. And it is even more like difficult to deal with because they never were prosecuted. Whereas the people in this episode, like kittens, kitten was court-martialed. Yeah. Humans are real shitty. Uh Uh-huh. And the X-Files is like, but what if aliens? Yes. And that's kind of, gosh, maybe that's why we don't like it. (laughs) I think that might be it. We know humans are shitty. I want to, yeah, I want to see human stories about humans being shitty and having to deal with the consequences, not humans being shitty and then finding out, oh, magic made me do it. 
So maybe we should just stop watching the X Files. Well, we're cursed, so we can't. Damn it! Um, but let's have let's let's be goofy again. Let's just have fun. <laughs> um, we go to Kitten's house. Yeah. Um, and well, Skinner goes to Kitten's house. Skinner goes to Kitten's. Uh, and he knocks on the door, and he first. Yes, Allison. He knocks first. Well, he knocks first. He sees outside. There's lots of there's the lots animals. of animals. Yeah. There's a something hanging. Yeah. Is that a pig? No, it's like a deer. Uh, and then there's another little rabbit. Okay, I thought it was a pig. No, it's a deer. It's got antlers. I just couldn't suss out what it was. <laughs> it's antlers. That is a real skinny-headed pig. Primony. <laughs> what kind of pigs we got in Kentucky? Okay. Hoofed ones? Yeah. Maybe. Pigs. Do pigs not have hooves? Oh. Yeah, I guess they do. They do have hooves, actually. Well, maybe it was a pig then. It was not a pig because they don't have antlers. Christ. Okay. okay. Skinner knocks on the door. There's no one there. So he goes to the bookshelf. He he admires the lamps. Yes. He's, he's like, like, these, these lamps, good. these I respect. The one he turned on was a very good lamp. It's a nice lamp. Very nice. So he was going through the fucking photos, and this one got me through the heart, man. Yeah. Holy moly. So he's got photos of Kitten, and he's got photos of his battalion, and all the other boys. Mm-hmm. And he has a moment. And then I wrote Ugh, but I don't know why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what happened? Uh, so um, Davey comes in, uh, and... Uh, Skinner says, oh, John, is that you? And he says, no, I'm Davey. I'm John's son. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess, could they not, like, put enough old man makeup on Haley Joel Osment to I make him? I liked it. He's just forever young. Uh, there's something about him playing both roles that I really like. He just made a pact with a genie. Yeah. And he just can never age. <laughs> just only get younger and more baby-faced. Because he is a perfect little oh, baby. Oh, yeah. He's got an adorable little baby Gosh. face. Gosh. Yeah, so he he basically talks to Skinner for a bit and then starts railing at him about, you know, how it's his fault that his dad was court-martialed and and put in uh, Glazebrook for years and years and years. Yeah, because Skinner, it's revealed that during the trial, like, Skinner says, hey, you know, Kitten killed a lot of people senselessly and and mercilessly. And the young Haley Joel Osmond, the kid, says... Well, why didn't you talk about the gas? Yeah. And basically blaming him to say, you are in the pocket of the FBI yeah. and the government, and you basically sold out my dad. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Which is, hey, which is true. And it gives a little spin on Skinner's character, too. Yeah, it does. How how loyal he was back then and how that evolved with the X-Files and everything. Yeah, it really does. It paints a really interesting picture of his tra- trajectory. Him and Haley Joel Osment talking, I just wanted that to be the... I know. Why? Them playing off each other was so great. Oh, so good. Like, two good actors acting. <laughs> yeah. I Do just the damn crave thing. it. Like, we didn't... I wish this whole episode was Mulder and Scully-less. Like, just completely take them out. Because mm-hmm. it would be nice for... The beginning to be like, oh my god, Skinner's AWOL. And we just go on the Skinner train. God, I would have loved that. And we go on the Skinner train and literally, like, he goes through the whole thing. He rescues himself. He comes back. He's a little sore, but he's in that suit again. And now it's time to fucking party. Yeah. I did appreciate how they used Mulder and Scully to ratchet up the tension. Yes. Um, later on. But yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, yeah, the Mulder ending was pretty good. Okay. Um, so he... Uh, uh, he says, okay, I'll take you to where my dad is. Yes. And the, they go outside the, the house, and he says, not much further. And then Skinner falls in a pit. And yes. he lands, and he gets impaled through the stomach with this big God. stake. And Haley Joel Osmond says, not so much fun being a bottom, is it? <laughs> and Skinner's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I haven't tossed a salad in years. <laughs> um... And he also cuts his dead dad down. Yeah, in the pit. The, so oh, um, dude. So his dad uh, had hung himself from a tree, and he cuts him down. He falls into the pit onto Skinner, and then uh, that's roof, man. It's pretty roof. Haley Joel Osment pulls a tarp over top of the pit and returns yeah. to his house. Yes, uh, Mulder and Scully also have a conversation in the car before they get to you, Haley Joel Osment's house, about like, are we actually the reason why yeah. Skinner has been where he is? And this is a good way to point out, I Skinner is the Mr. Feeney 
of the X-Files verse. Okay, okay. Because okay. he should have been gone. Like, yeah. he should have. That This is like fucking 12, how many fucking years mm-hmm. he was in the same position. Yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was feenied. Yeah, he got feenied for real. But even Mr. Feeny, like, I'm pretty sure he was like dean of yeah, he was, Penn he was, State. He was. Wait. <laughs> Mr. Feeney. Okay. Let's start it out. Okay. Feeney. Yeah. Like grade grade six teacher. Yeah. Then grade seven teacher. Uh-huh. But then the cool teacher came. Yeah. And he was the, he was he, no he was Sean's dad. He was he was he wasn't Sean's no, he, dad. No, he like a, quote he unquote adopted Sean. Sean's dad. Yeah. Um. Then Feeney, I believe, when uh the boys went to high school, he was principal of the high school. Yes. Then he was the dean of Penn U. Something like that. Hey, upper mobility. Feeney's got it. <laughs> and then he was a hospital bed and seen elsewhere. And then, like, fucking, who knows? <laughs> and then it was John Adams. And we're all in a snow globe. <laughs> Mr. Feeney, how you do that? Yeah. Okay. So we get to Haley Joel, the kitten's house. Yeah. And Mulder and Skelly come in and he, uh, Davey puts on a record. Yes. Uh, and this record is John Cale yes, from the Velvet that. Underground. Yes, it's very good. Uh, Fear is a Man's Best Friend. Uh-huh. And uh, this, oh, man. Okay, so this is the part where I started to get really into this episode. Yeah, no, me too. With the music, just cranking it up, and they talk to they talk to him, and they, you know, Mulder finds the, the picture of Davy and his mother and his father, and the mother's face is cut out, and he says, may I ask what happened to your mother? And Davy says, no. <laughs> Which... He definitely fucking killed her. Um, <laughs> and then uh, as Skelly's talking to Davy, Mulder finds the photos of yes. Skinner, and he says, "Well, okay, we're got we gotta go," um, because Davy told them he'd never heard of Walter Skinner. Yes. but there are photos with Skinner's name in the book. And this is another word that I've added to my sco- uh, Mulder should never ever ever say this word again. Uh-huh. It's the word BFF. <laughs> yeah, because he says, "Oh, Kitten and Skinner are BFF," so of course Haley Joel Osment knows this fucking guy. So Mulder goes, and he'd be a creep. And he... Well, he tells Scully to go get help first. Oh, yeah. And then Mulder comes back, and he's creeping through the house as it gets to the climax of this John Cale song, where it almost, on the track, sounds like the record is falling apart. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good, and he goes to the closet, and he sees in there this the this sort of mudlick monster. Oh, shit. Yes. The closet monster. The skull with the, the big fur cape. And then he's like, huh. And then he leaves. And then it moves. It moves. And the song ends. And he can hear Skinner calling. It's very good. It's very good. Does the X-Files have good sound mixing? It, yeah. You know what? Whoa. It was good. It was good. The, the way, and now the way over the next few scenes, the tension kept getting ratcheted higher and higher and higher, spun me into this, like, this intense feeling. Yeah. And... I oh, I was like, wait, I'm I'm feeling things. Am I am I in my period? <laughs> no. Oh my god, the X Files is making me feel things. I'm so glad that someone broke Mark Snow's pan flu over their knee. Yes. No more. No more. Oh that, god, that would you imagine? He absolutely would have tried it. Like the the little monster moves and he's like, Ooh. yeah, that is looking classic right? snow. Oh right? my god, I'm so glad they fucking. I broke would have that died, thing, but it was really good. So my background boys, tell me about your background. There boys. are two little white ferrets in a cage. They're very good. I, those are my background boys. I thought I thought it was going to be the kitten black velvet kitten poster. No, that was good too. Though. That was very good. Um, okay, so Mulder finds Skinner in the hole, and he ends up down there too. Um, <laughs> Boyfriends in the hall together. <laughs> yeah, fucking Haley Jolson just pushes Mulder. In yeah, the yeah, hole. yeah. And by this time, Skinner's already lifted himself off of or Damn. broken the the wooden stake that is stabbing through his Fuck. stomach because he's so fucking hardcore. I when you saw him fucking try to pull it out from the ground. Oof. Oh God, it just got me. Um, and then Haley Joel Osment comes back. Yes. And he starts sprinkling kerosene on them. Because there's bees on them, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem, That's is that the they're problem. covered in bees. So he is spraying gas on them. Yeah. And he pulls out his lighter. Uh-huh. And oh. he is shot. By Skinner. By Scully. 
By Scully? I thought Skinner pulled his gun out. No, Skinner didn't have his gun. Oh, I thought so. Okay, okay, okay. Scully, Scully shoots him from behind. Oh, okay. Um, and then... I guess I wasn't paying attention. No. <laughs> she pulls Mulder out of the hole, and Skinner says, just go, 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 get, go find him. Where did he go? Yeah. Get him. Um, and they chase Davy, and um, he lures them under this big stake trap that's hanging overhead. I must have, like, been out of <laughs> I it. was so into this. Okay. I, was I remember there was some rostling. Yeah, so there's some rostling, and then I think Skinner cuts or shoots the rope that's holding yeah. the trap up, and it falls down. He rolls out of the way, and it falls down on Davy. Yeah. But what I loved about this scene was that it was a mirror of the flashback to the camp. I didn't even fucking... Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Because he he's killed this kid. Yes. And he didn't want to kill the kid, but he did it to save himself. Damn, dude. And that... Wait, you can, as as Mitch Pelleggi is laying there, you can see that weight on him. You know what? Skinner fucking cut a man's throat on top of Scully. Yeah. And he don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Skinner kills a kid? You feel it. You There's feel acting, it. There's acting, my dude. Yeah. Um, after this is over, they go back to Kitten's camp, and uh, Scully and Mulder are talking and helping out Skinner. Yeah. And they uh, go, they kind of show the uh, fucking, you know, uh, the photo. Yeah. The photo song. Now, I didn't know, um, maybe Skinner and Kitten were maybe boyfriends. Because there was uh, one, like, of the photos, it was labeled Kitten and Skinner 69. <laughs> nice! 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 So maybe boyfriends? Maybe. Just experimenting. Um, so... <laughs> So Skinner talks a lot about how he enlisted, but Davy or um, but John Kitten didn't enlist. He was drafted. Yeah. Um. And Skinner has sort of a little monologue about his time in Vietnam and what it meant to him, and 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 how it affected his his um future at the bureau. And it's a lot of dialogue, and usually we hate that, but this dialogue is good and meaningful and well acted, and I did not hate it. I know I didn't hate it either. I actually like had some tears, yeah. my dude. I had a lot of feelings. Like this it just like this whole episode, the whole like third act just had my heart rate going as it should. That's what should be happening. Um You're supposed to feel things? Yeah. Wow. And then there's this moment where Scully has finished patching up Skinner and he stands up and she just tugs his shirt down a little bit. And Aww. that moment of like delicate intimacy, I fucking loved. <laughs> you came, is what you're I saying. I came, I came. And then she says that they're gonna help him. They're gonna help him try to figure out what's going on. And they leave and he oh no, he leaves and he stands on the edge of the trailer. And he pulls a tooth out of his mouth. Yeah, man. And I'm like, this was the miniseries. You missed it. You fucking missed it because this was your tight 10 episode miniseries. Could you imagine Skinner, episode one, Skinner going AWOL. And then you spend five episodes, Mulder and Skelly, fucking tracking him. Yeah. And then the last tight five, you would fucking just deal with this shit. Like... To me, and flashbacks should not have been just one episode. I mean, the one episode was great and compact and well directed and well acted, mostly um, and well written. But it, I mean, I think this would have made a bonkers good miniseries. Here's the thing, though: if you make this the miniseries, you would have people very upset because people think Skinner is not an integral part of the X Files. They think they want the Mulder and the Skelly and the William. Well, Courtney, them bitches is wrong. (laughs) They're wrong. (laughs) Fucking William. Corny, this episode. Wait, you forgot the end. What's the end? Chemtrails and washing oh, fruits. Oh yeah, they could have. They could have cut that they part. Could've. That was a little, that was a little Chris That's Carter. That's a little Chris Carter just sneaking in at the end, like it's me. There's a plane. Don't forget about your old pal Chris. The plane is spraying the chemicals on the fruits. It's ha- and then they flash back to to Davy saying it's happening. And now. also chemtrails. Yeah, chemtrails. That they could have cut that whole part. Fucking. It was so unnecessary. Hey. Wash your fruits. I mean, they could have ended it solidly on Skinner pulling a fucking tooth out of his mouth. Yeah. And it would have been incredible, but... Also, also ending, Mark Snow gave some fat beats. Yeah! They, they, hey, they snapped his pan flute in half, but he gave him, like, a fucking mixer. They sure did. <laughs> okay, let's write this fucker. Okay. I rate on a spooky scale. Five is I will never sleep. One is I took a very good nap. I will give this a 2.75 because of the closet monster. 
And also the deer cam footage. Yeah. Super spoops. Uh, Courtney, I ran on a rage scale. Oh, I'm so excited. And it goes from one, which means this is an excellent episode, to uh-huh. uh, My Struggle 3, which is the worst episode we've watched to date. And this is the first time in the history of this podcast what? that I have thought hard about what to rate an episode before I got to the section where I actually had to rate it. Allison, what is it? What's the number? Oh, Courtney. No. Allison? Allison, don't do it. Allison, think about this. It's a two. Okay. <laughs> because oh. it wasn't perfect. It wasn't, okay. you know. Oh. oh. Are you okay? Yes, I got real scared. This was a really great episode, you know? I will say, like, it is right up there with Beyond the Sea. These are the two episodes to ever make me feel something while watching the X-Files. Yeah, yeah. And I think... Think I think it's a great episode. I do think it was well written. I think it was well directed, well paced. I thought the tension in the third act was amazing, um, it, it and was, there were so many touches that really, it really brought nice. it all together. They it seems like they did their research. Yeah, right. It really does. Uh, and, and do you think the kind of the realization of the X Files being like humans aren't really shitty? It's spooky shit. That's the little taint. No, that contributes to it being a two because this episode made me come to that realization like in maybe a more full way than I had before. It made me think. It gave me something to chew on and that's what I want out of a television episode. It was that bad cop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Allison. Yeah. I think we got some X-Files news. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. 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 Don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years, rocking our peers, putting saucers in fears. Investigation, overpowering. Over the FBI, we're towering. Mama said, beam you up. Okay, guys, today we're going to talk about an interview that Chris Carter gave to the website Digital Spy. <laughs> okay. It's called X Files Chris Carter Interview. The X Files has more life in it, with or without Gillian Anderson. Oh, boy. Chris, uh, Chris goes on, uh, Chris has got some stuff to say here. Uh, so this is an interview? Yeah, it's an okay. interview. So they ask him um, about whether or not this is the end of the series. They say, so this is it? For good? Forever? He says, I don't know. No. Okay, let's stop there. Let's just stop with those three words. <laughs> the answer is, hey, yes, it is. Go on, though. I think that certainly The X-Files has more life in it, and there are more stories to tell with Jillian or without. I'm sorry to see her go. I've never actually considered doing the show without her, so is this the end? It's the end of something. I don't know if it's the beginning of something new, but certainly we all have to put our heads together and figure out where to go from here. Oh, God. I just... He talks like he writes. He He talks like a fucking robot. Is it? I don't know. Maybe. He so does. Uh Uh-huh. I've never considered, but is it? We don't know. (laughs) Uh, You've spoken around the season 11 finale and farewell to Skelly. Is there anything more you can tell us about it? He says, it's a culmination of the 10 episodes and it's a culmination of the storyline. I can tell you that it involves their son, who they've always considered to be their son. Revelations there. Uh, It will certainly be looked upon as a cliffhanger of sorts, but also an episode that answers so many questions. (laughs) Okay. So question number one. Why? Question number two. Really? (laughs) Question number three. You sure? (laughs) Uh, Digital Spy asks, are there any characters or storylines that you've wanted to bring back for the revival that you've not been able to for any reason? And Chris says, no. (laughs) (laughs) I've been able to do everything. I did everything I wanted. (laughs) No, it was consideration whether or not to do sequels. That would have been an easy thing to do, and oddly, a popular thing to do. Okay. Okay, well. Uh, We really thought instead of doing a reboot, we wanted to do all new material and make it original and fresh. I think that's one of the things I'm proudest of coming back, is that we didn't fall back on the tried and true. We went for it. We went to tell fresh new stories in a completely contemporary context. But, but, But Chris Carter did not do that. No. He did the opposite of that. He did not do the thing. He did, he did bad things that he did in the 90s. Jeez Louise. Now, Digital Spy really gets down to hard tax here. Oh, no. And they say, Jillian has spoken openly about having to fight for equal pay for season 10. Are we turning a corner in the industry now compared to the mid-1990s when the X-Files was first on TV? 
And here's what Chris Carter says to oh, this. Oh, no. <laughs> I come to this from a very personal perspective. I believe Jillian should be paid as much as David, and she is paid as much as David. But we work in a business where you have agents, and you have lawyers, and you try to make the best deal that they can. And on the other side of the table is the studio, who's going to make sure that they themselves have the best deal they can. And that's as it's ever been. What people don't appreciate oh. is that it's a business. And just oh. because we all believe that people should have equal pay, oh. the people on the other side of the table believe that they should be able to make the best deal they possibly can. And that's simply how it works. Oh. They don't automatically pay someone equal to someone else because that's what the world is asking for. I'm happy to say that Jillian is paid the same as David now. Allison! It's like, that's the frustrating thing is that he seems like he's almost so close to getting it. No, he's not. He no, he's never. miles away. But it's, it's what he's saying is like, yes, things are unequal. And that's just the way it is. And everyone else is screaming, yes, that's what we're upset about. It's a business. Yeah. Is he saying gender inequality? Well, I think to him, like, the concept of gender inequality doesn't even enter into it. No, that's what it sounds like. Like, he clearly is thinking or very intentionally trying to make it sound as if he's not thinking of it that way. There's no glass ceiling. We broke that in the 1990s. And then I came all over it. (laughs) It's a jizz ceiling now. Women don't want to go through (laughs) it. what, what What women have to break now is the jizz ceiling. You know what? We got a few. We got a few brave women who can who can break through that jizz. <laughs> Gosh, hats off to them. Hats off to those. Keep your ladies. head on. I guess. It's gonna get messy. Get some gloves too. That's awful. Yeah, Chris Carter just like it's just so clear that he does not get it, and he's not going to get it. They rolled him out of some like basement crypt. <laughs> there was a genie. Okay, it's Mark like- Snow made a wish. <laughs> And it breathed life into this human robot, this Pinocchio boy (laughs) that the Fox Network made. And that is Chris Carter. And he's back, baby. He's back, baby. (laughs) Okay. That sucks. We'll post that article because it sucks. It sucks. It's predictions time. It's predictions time. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Let's talk about our points. Okay. I'm four and a half and you're four? Uh Uh-huh. Probably. I don't remember what I predicted, so I don't get any points. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what you predicted at all. I said that Skinner would have to make a choice between Mulder and Scully or the FBI. Yeah, he kind of did. And he kind of did. No, I think he did. I think he just is just established that he's always made a choice and it's always been Scully and Mulder. Okay. So I don't no think there was a choice. No, that's fine. Was there any other point? It wasn't there? what I had expected. No. So. And you mean it was a good episode? Yes. This episode was a oh, good Oh, when one. I said there would be uh, like a conspiracy in Vietnam. Mm. Do you think MK Naomi counts? Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, so I get half a point. Yeah, four and a half, four and a half. Nice. I like being even yeah. as we go into the break. Me too. Because that way we can remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is it my turn to predict? It is your turn to predict. All right, suck it to me. Season 11, episode 7, the title is Closure. <laughs> Closure. Closure. The perfume. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, I'm going to say this is a Chris Carter episode. Okay. It's going to be a road trip. Okay, Road trip to find William. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. William is drawn to the home of, oh, remember the lake house where the smoking man and Mulder's mom fucked? Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they don't. He doesn't know why. Okay. But he has to be there. Oh, there's some kind of weird bonk energy here. (laughs) I'm so drawn to it. My grand, my grandpapa, and my grandmama, <laughs> or my dad—I don't know. Oh, it's never gross! Clear. It's never clear, gross. right? Yes, we, it's never clear. We don't know. We don't know if Mulder's the brother or the family tree, <laughs> the stump. Really? Oh God. Uh okay. William is is drawn to the fuck cabin. This Mulder's mom's secret fuck cabin, uh-huh. and she, he finds something spooky uh-huh. that will reveal to. Mulder about Samantha. Oh, Lord. We're going to break. Hey, 
Let's bring in the whole <gasps> shebang. Let's bring the whole Molar Stump family. Into oh, this. Lord help me. So William now has to find Molar and Scully, and Molar and Scully are still trying to find William, but they're just going to keep missing each other. It's going to be real. So there's going to be a mystery that uh, Molar and Scully get involved in, in, I guess, like, I don't know, Maryland? Was that Lake House in Maryland? Or oh, no, it Cape was Cod in, uh, or... yeah, Cape Cod. Cape Cod, of course. Fancy. Fuck, of course. Thanks to the Kennedys. Um, there's going to be a Cape Cod mystery. Okay. Uh, aliens. Cool. Oh, the lobsters. Allison. Allison. Uh-huh. They're having, hey, they're having a lobster roll. They, as one does, they break that lobster in half with their bare hands. <laughs> okay. And there's the gross... Gusher black oil grossness. Okay. That's because of Alien. I'm going to give you half a point for the, the lake, the fuck lake house. Fuck lake house, Lake yeah. fuck house. Yeah. With all its bonk energy. Um, an alien, an alien has crashed in the waters of Cape Cod. Okay. And ha- half a point for fuck house. Um, and half a point for alien. Alien crash. Alien crash. Yeah. Okay. I hope we get to see that fuck house. Me too. Do you think it's going to be a William episode? I don't know. Okay. It's called Closure. But we have fucking four more episodes to go after that. Uh, so. I don't know. Okay. Okay, Courtney, tell the listeners where they can find us. I don't know. Here, me, in my house. I'll be taking a nap. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, Double X Files. You can find us on the Tumblr, fuck yeah, Double X Files. You can find us on the Facebook, just Double X Files, spell out. Or XX, who knows? You can find us on the uh, email. Double X Files Podcast at gmail.com. Double spell out again. Please email us your reviews, your spooky stories, your, I don't know, salad recipes. Salad, you're the best salad dressing that you've ever had. Tell us about that. Is that, is that all our, oh, Instagram. Yeah. Double X Files. And also, please uh, write us a review on iTunes because it really helps us out. Tell us how you lubed your life. Yeah. Hey, yeah. That's what we want to know over the break. Uh, we want to hear from you uh, on how you lube your life. What are you doing to slide right through? Uh, we will be gone th- these next two weeks for the Olympics. Because mm-hmm. we got that Olympic fever. God, I have my limps. <laughs> uh, but we will be alive on social media and the the emails. I We got a lot of emails coming in. I just, uh, we haven't gotten time to read all of them. Yeah. Because there's other shitty things that Chris Carter has said. So we have to talk about that. <laughs> Uh, but keep emailing and we'll uh, keep piling them together and that will be it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to go take a nap because that's how we lube our lives. Oh, God. I got to lube my life so hard <laughs> right now. Okay. We'll miss you, but we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, go team. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Until next time, the, the truth, truth is, is out there. there. How you doing? Oh, how you doing?